Welcome to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. I'm Tori Mystic, here with my dogs, Lucy and Bert. Together, we're interviewing cool, creative women entrepreneurs in the pet industry. Do you dream of working alongside your dog? Then sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode to find the inspiration and resources that will help you grow your own dog-inspired business. In this episode, I'm talking to Jen Costello, the creator of the popular award-winning dog blog, My Brown Newfies. She shares with me how often she posts to her blog, the strategy behind her super niche content, and what platforms generate the most traffic to her site. She's found that one of the keys to her site's success is her community, especially longtime readers and fans. But that doesn't mean she's not trying out new things all the time. Make sure you listen to the end of this episode to hear about her viral TikTok video. Jen Costello is the creator of the popular dog blog, mybrownnewfies.com. On her site, Jen enjoys writing informational posts about her Newfoundlands, Sherman, Leroy, and Odin, and also enjoys sharing funny stories about their life together. She's a mom to two human children, married to her best friend for 20 years, a blogger for almost 10 years, and a dog mom for the past 20 years to newfies. When she's not blogging, brushing, or taking pictures of her newfs, Jen likes to hike, garden, and explore. Hey, Jen. Hey. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Tori? I am so good. Uh, I'm so excited to have you on here today because it's not every day I get to chat with someone who's kind of like a peer in the blogging space. I'm very excited to be here and talk with you also. So um, let's just like dive in. Tell us what what did you do before you were a blogger? I always like to hear about people's former lives. <laughs> so before I was blogging and during when I first started blogging, I was a vet tech uh, at a local animal hospital here where I live. So did that inspire you at all to start your blog? Were you When you first started blogging, were you kind of answering questions that you saw people having at the vet office? Um, not, when I, not when I first started. When I first started, it was mostly about Sherman and Leroy. And then the longer I started blogging, probably maybe a, a year or two into it, I started doing a little bit more questions like that, like how to bring the proper way to bring a fecal sample to the vet or um, oh. things like that. So, What is the proper way to bring a fecal <laughs> sample? Well, I guess it's not the proper. I mean, like, it was more how much to bring because we would always have people bring tons and tons of dog poop and you yeah. only need a little sample and how to store it and what kind of container because that was huge. I mean, people never knew. So, oh. And that's one of my most viewed posts ever. So, Oh my gosh. I've always just been – I just taken the poop bag from that morning. Is that not the right thing to do? No, you can definitely do that. But it's just – they usually just need like a, like two a sugar cube amounts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> So, okay, so that that actually has ended up being one of your most popular blog posts is about dog poop. <laughs> yep, exactly. How to bring your fecal sample to the vet, your dog's fecal sample. So, like so that is a blog post that you wrote maybe like 6 or 8 years ago, you think? Yeah, pro- well, probably maybe more like 5. Yeah. So, 
like in, you know, I, I recently have been going back and kind of like updating old blog posts as I've learned more about SEO and Pinterest and all this kind of stuff. Do you go back and update those posts to kind of freshen them or optimize them and, and get even more traffic or, or does it just kind of like live on its own? Um, I've gone in and updated that one with pictures. Uh, I probably did a little bit more detail in the post when I saw that it was getting so much traffic after a year or two um, and added more words to it for SEO. Oh, so um, on so on your site, I've noticed that you do you do usually write kind of longer blog posts, I think, compared to many other bloggers. Um, so is there like kind of a special number of words that you try to have in each blog post? Um, I, I try to stay above 600 mm-hmm. in most posts and not go above 1500 usually, but I don't, it really all depends on what post it is and how in, in depth I want to go. Right. Like some things just require a lot more explanation, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. And do you kind of alternate, um, you know, some things are like really informational where, you know, people just want the facts um, and other times you share like really fun stories about things that happen with your dogs. Do you try and kind of alternate between those or, you know, how do you figure out your strategy of what kind of post you're going to share? I do. I try to alternate. I try to do um, an informational post and then maybe followed by a fun story. Uh Sometimes it, it doesn't flow that way, but I try to do like one of each. If I'm writing like four posts a week, then I try to do every other. Um, and if it's two posts, then yeah, yeah. Okay. I just almost fell off my chair because you write four blog posts a week? No, I mean, I, I used to. I okay. don't anymore. No. <laughs> I was like, I cannot compete with this. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Way back in the day, I used to do that, but not anymore now that there's so many other things to do, too. So um, so what kind of, how many blog posts do you usually publish, like, per week or per month now? Um, well, last year was the year that I published the most posts in a year, and I think I was going for about three a week. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, it wasn't always I shouldn't have said that's crazy. That's that. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't always that, but that's what I was shooting for. And now this year I'm slowing down and I'm trying to do at least one a week. Mm-hmm. So um, I have also been trying to do like one really good post a week. And then I also have one podcast episode per week. So it works out hopefully to two. But I just get so behind because I come up with these ideas for posts that end up being so in-depth and so long. And once I've written the post, then I have to go and put in the photos. But the photos need to have like you know, the right titles and the right size. And then I want to go in and I want to put affiliate links. Like it just takes so long um, to do everything. So how, how do you manage, do you have any like time management tips or how do you kind of work all that into your schedule? It's a lot. So usually I try to break it down into steps. So I'll write the blog post one day, get the pictures the next day, do a video if I'm doing a post that needs a video, do a video one day, just so I'm not doing it all at once. I'll just break it down into steps. And then just kind of repeat those. 
Yes. Yeah. And then I'll have a day where then, you know, once it launches and I have a day where I'm spending the day on social media, putting it out there to everywhere, making pins and doing stories and all that. So that's a good idea. Instead of doing like a ton of social media every day, which I think can be overwhelming, uh, you kind of, you know, you go on social media, I'm sure every day, but you spend one day like really focusing on it. Right. Exactly. Yep. Oh, that's a really good strategy. Yep. And then sometimes too, like what I'll do, like I did this week was I got all of my stuff done on Monday and Tuesday. Like I wrote a newsletter, I did the blog post, I launched it. And then I said, okay, if you do all that, you can have Wednesday off and you can go take Odin down for a hike in the park, you know? So I try to do it like on a, like I'll reward myself or something for getting everything done then that needed to be get done to get done. Yeah. That's a really good strategy. See, I, uh, I should probably <laughs> try to do that instead. I'm like, if I get this one thing done, then I can uh, take a break like this afternoon. <laughs> right. So I yeah. think I'm, I'm rewarding myself probably too frequently. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you mentioned also your email newsletters, and I'm on your email list, and I think you do such a great job of sending them out consistently. Has that really helped uh, in building the traffic of your site? Not really. Oh. Um, yeah, I think I need to, I don't have, I need to have more of a strategy with it. I'm kind of lost on the newsletters and building that. I have very small subscribers to that. So compared to everything else, that's pretty small. What do you think, um, like which uh, marketing platform kind of is the most beneficial to your blog? Um, I mean, Google's my top refer. Sure. And then Pinterest and then Facebook. Yeah, Pinterest is definitely uh, uh, like, again, probably number two for me after Google. So what do you, what kind of strategy do you implement on Pinterest? Are you creating special images or multiple ones for each post or, you know, how, how do you make it so effective for your blog? Uh, I've been using Tailwind. I started using Tailwind about a year ago and that really helped me schedule things out. So one day I'll sit down and I'll make all the pins and I'll do all the scheduling out for the week. I don't do it out to the month like some people do. Um, <laughs> and then it put every, you know, I'll schedule in other people's posts in between there too. Um, I do make new pins, but I don't make them all at the same time. So I don't like, I'll go back and do a new pin like in a month or two. So for I don't a, send for an out, old blog post. Right. Yeah. I don't send out like six different pins for the same post at the same time. Oh, that's a really good tip. So so you might over time create six different pins for the same blog post, but um, you're only sharing one at a time. Correct. Yeah. And I don't know if that's the right way to do it. I haven't taken any Pinterest courses or anything like that. That's just what's been working for me. Yeah. So far. That seems like a really great idea because I know I've heard in, you know, Pinterest courses and stuff that I've watched, um, that you should be creating multiple different pins. Um, but I think I tend to just share them all on Tailwind at the same time, but that's a good idea to kind of stagger them out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then for Facebook, you have a lot of Facebook fans. Uh, I'm under, I think I have, I'm under 10,000. I know, but this is still a lot. I was looking at it this morning and it's like, (laughs) I think it's like six or 7,000. That's a lot. 
Yeah. I mean, I think what we, we have really good interaction there. Yeah. And a lot of loyal longtime readers are there. So I think that's really why it's one of my top refers, um, just because it's a lot of work, but it's it's worth it for me in the end because there's, so, there's a lot of interaction there. And so a lot of your longtime readers, are they also kind of lifelong Newfoundland enthusiasts? Um, the majority of them are, but I do have a nice amount of, I would maybe want to say giant breed owners and um, bloggers too. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the dog blogging community is so wonderful. I think everyone's so supportive of each other, which is really nice. Yes, yes. So um, speaking of the dog blogging community, recently I interviewed Carol Bryant and on that episode, which... I'll link up in the show notes. I can't remember off the top of my head what number it was. Um, But when I was talking to Carol, you came up in the conversation about um, having a really specific niche that you blog about, which is obviously newfies. Um, And looking at your site and all your content and everything, I noticed that you actually even use the word newfie or Newfoundland in almost every single blog title. I mean, probably not everyone, but a lot of them, the majority of them. So, you know, is there a reason why you use that? Is it kind of an SEO strategy or, um, you know, another reason that you do it that way? Um, it's more recently when I narrowed it down to the new fees. So it's more SEO, I would say, um, just because like, say I'm writing something in regards to harnesses, the best dog harnesses. I don't want to compete with all those other posts that are out there written by thousands of other people about the best dog harnesses. I want to break it down to the best Newfie harnesses. And so how do you know what what search terms are really competitive like that? Um, I, I do and I don't. I mean, I, I will search a little bit to see like what, what type of harness fits a Newfoundland, what type of harness fits a giant breed dog. Um, or how to stop a big dog from pulling, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't utilize SEO. I think as much as some of the other bloggers do. Well, I you could have fooled me because <laughs> I think you do such a great job, and you do get a lot of traffic um, on your posts. I think because they are just so specific. Yeah, I I do, but I think a lot of that is just the following that I've built over the years in the community. Interesting. So, um, you know, how what are your some advice that you have about like fostering that community and keeping them engaged? Listen to them. You know, um, I really I listen to what the issues are, what people are struggling with, and then I write about it. I mean, I, like going back to the harnesses, like a lot of people have issues when their new fees are young with pulling and things like that. And, you know, we recently adopted Odin and he was a puller and I was afraid that he would get away with away from us. So I really needed to be confident in the harness that I was using. And I think, you know, I, listening to people talk, it was like they didn't have the confidence to walk their giant breed dog when it was pulling. So just listening to them and hearing what their issues are. Yeah. Well, and if they're not confident in their products, then I guess they're they're just not walking their dogs, and then that's kind of unfortunate for the owner and for the dog because that's one of the most enjoyable parts of having a dog is like going out and walking and exploring them. Exploring exactly. With them. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So tell us about your new your new love, Odin. <laughs> 
So Odin is, uh, he's a Lancier Newfoundland, which is a white and black Newfoundland. He is not a brown Newfie, which, you know, the title of the blog, but um, I had a Lancier when I, for my very first Newfoundland. Mm -hmm. And I always, I always loved him, but I could never go back and get one um, after he passed away. So Odin is a dog that I saw um, on Facebook, actually, through a rescue that I follow in Oklahoma. And he kept appearing. And I was like, he's so cute. He's so handsome. He just spoke to me. And then I was like, no, I don't want to have three new fees. Um, he kept showing up. They couldn't find the right home for him. And then Sherman passed away. And a few days later, there was Odin again up in my feed. And I just, without thinking too much about it, I'm like, this is the dog. This is it. And I put in the application and his story was amazing. He was transported by uh, volunteers all the way from Oklahoma to us. Uh, there was, I think, 13 volunteers, and it took like 14, 15 hours to get him here in one day. Wow. And he's an awesome dog. He's so he's so amazing. He's so smart. He's so fun. Um, it's, it's a change to have a big energetic dog because, you know, Sherman and Leroy, thankfully – they were seniors for a long time. Um, so it's been a long time since I've had a younger noof. So he's brought back some challenges and some fun times. So how old was Odin when you got him? Um, he was estimated to be about two and a half. Oh. Do you know why he was in need of a new home? Um, he was an outside dog. The mm -hmm. owners, from what I was told, he was an outside dog. And he kept escaping the yard. He would jump the fence and he would roam and there was um, a lot of nearby farms, and him and his brother were antagonizing the farm animals, and sometimes they would get shot by BB guns. And Oh, geez. So, yeah. So, he was just – he was an outside dog that just didn't want to be an outside dog and was escaping. And now he is a very happy, like, couch-surfing dog. Oh, yeah. He's a very <laughs> happy indoor dog. <laughs> Sleeps on the couch. Yep. Begs from the table. How did Leroy react to him? Leroy, he was curious, um, very like, who's this new guy, you know, showing me up and um, curious, but they're, they're really indifferent to each other. They don't really, you know, they don't interact very much at all. And I don't know if it's because of the age difference, but they're just very indifferent with each other. Yeah. You know what? When I got Lucy um, as a puppy, my other – my previous dog was nine years old and so they were nine years apart and they loved each other but they just like didn't really – they they weren't as close like – Right. Mm -hmm. And so now it's really interesting having – since I got Bert and he's the same age as Lucy – the two of them just are like I think I always say that they're like soulmates. Um, oh, you know, wow. having them I think be the same age, like they just are so much closer with each other than Lucy ever was with Lola, which is just really interesting to see. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just I don't know if it's because like Odin senses that you know Leroy's older and you know he's he doesn't get around as well, so he just kind of you know sticks to himself. But well, that's nice that he respects him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So speaking of Odin, he like stole the show the other day on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I'm a TikTok addict. I've talked about it <laughs> on other episodes, but um, I was scrolling through my For You page and I saw the two of you and then I looked down and it had like hundreds of thousands 
of views. So tell us, like, how did you decide to get into TikTok and what was this video that went viral? So, I mean, I've been hearing about TikTok for a while now. You know, I have teenage kids and they're all about it. And I really didn't want to know anything about it. I didn't want a social media, another social media account. Um, But then Odin came along and I was like, well, maybe that would be the perfect platform for Odin to have his own social media account. Um, You know, not the My Brown Newfies, but instead Odin, all about him. So I studied the platform for like over a week and I just went through it and was trying to learn everything. And then we made our first video. We introduced Odin and then did a few videos after that. And then I saw the one, the chip challenge or whatever it's called. And uh, I was like, all right, well, Odin will be good at this, you know. So we did one try and it, it just worked out perfectly that he, you know, he froze, he froze better than I did. And then as soon as the music started back up, he hit the can. It was perfect. It was like he was an actor and he knew exactly what to do. But, <laughs> and then, yeah, and then it just went from there. So now it has almost a million views on it now, which is crazy. So it has, it's crazy. Um, how, do, how do you think that you might use TikTok to, um, you know, promote your blog or how, how's it going to work into everything? Because you already have a lot that you do. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. I have no idea. I, I, I don't know if it's going to be more of just a fun platform. To, uh, I, I don't know how I would get blog people from TikTok over there. I mean, it's hard enough to get people to click on a blog from Instagram. And I think TikTok would be even harder. So yeah. I, I have been noticing over the couple of days that I've been gaining a little bit of Instagram followers. Mm. And I think it's from TikTok, so maybe that'll convert. But I might – I don't know. I'm going between either using it just solely for fun and then since I had so many questions of what kind of breed a dog is that, blah, 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 blah. Maybe, you know, using it in a fun educational way about the Newfoundland breed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I have posted like a handful of videos, but – you know, I agree with you. Like, I think that right now I'm just kind of using it as a fun place. Mm-hmm. If it if it grows or I change my strategy or something like that, I can always go back and delete the things that I think don't really fit the brand. Right, <laughs> um, yeah. But it's kind of nice. Like, since, since we work in, like, social media all the time, everything is always like, how am I going to optimize this? And how, is it on brand? Am I going to get traffic? Or right. What? And it's fun to have something that – that you don't really consider any of that. You can just kind of goof off with it. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, it's, it's still too, it's a lot of still learning the platform. You know, I trying to see how, how people are using it and what's working for them. I mean, I know everybody's different, but you see some of the educational ones and you see some of the fun ones. So it's just, it's fun to learn the platform too. So yeah, we'll just see, we'll see. See where it goes. Yep. Um, well, so one thing I wanted to ask you, I get this question from people all the time when I tell new people what I do, which is run a <laughs> website for stylish dog moms. Um, people always say, what about the dog dads? What about the people who have little dogs? What about the cat people? You should create some cat content. <laughs> and, you know, I, you know, I shut them down and say, well, this is what I do, you know, but I'm sure that you probably get those questions sometimes as well, since your site is so specific to Newfoundlands. What do you have to say to people who ask you questions like that? 
I, you know, I usually tell them that I just, I try to stick to what I know. Mm-hmm. So I know the Newfoundland breed because, you know, I'll, I'll write some posts and be like, oh, well, that can be applied to this breed and this breed or any dog. And I'm like, yeah, it, it can be, but I know for sure how it can be applied to the Newfoundland breed and why, because that's the breed that I know. You know, I don't, I can't go off and write something about a golden retriever or a lab because I don't know the breed in depth. Yeah, I think that's something that people like the general public doesn't really realize about bloggers is that most of us, for the most part, we write about things that we've like experienced firsthand and right. we're really telling you our honest to God opinion and experience about something. Um, and a lot of times when you land on, you know, a, a big site, like a big corporate site, um, sometimes people are just writing based on things they've researched and not necessarily mm-hmm. experienced firsthand. So that's why I'm always trying to refer people to, like travel guides from bloggers like you and me instead right. of instead of dog friendly travel guides on some big site because they didn't necessarily even go to the place. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and there's so many big sites that, you know, write general information about Newfoundland, but you know, some of their information is wrong like oh, they're couch potatoes. No, they're not. They they need exercise, you know, like you can't say they're couch potatoes. Yeah, they can be laid back, but you have to exercise them. They need that exposure outside. They need to be trained. You know, they're not, people think they're dumb dogs and they're not. They're one of the smartest breeds. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so one of the things your blog is known for is sharing fun, some funny stories about things that have happened with you and your dogs. Do you have a favorite story that you've shared on your blog that is either a really popular one or just one that you really love? Um, I think my most favorite story that I've told on the blog is um, the one time um, I was walking Leroy. He's, when he was young, he was, he was a very vibrant dog and crazy. Um, And we were walking and we, I walk on a busy street and we were at the corner and he jumped up on me. And when he jumped on my back, his, and he came down, his, uh, paw got stuck in my pant pocket and he pulled my pants down <laughs> like on this big intersection and there was a truck driver driving by in a semi and, and like he was honking and I was like oh it was so embarrassing but so hilarious too that is very very funny <laughs> <laughs> he would do crazy stuff like that to me all the time one time we were walking and some guy this I'm married, but this handsome man pulled up in a car at the stop sign and he was like, is that a Newfoundland? And I was shocked that he knew the breed. And I was just as I was about to say something, Leroy shook his head and slobber flung in my mouth. (laughs) And it was so disgusting and so embarrassing. I was like, oh my gosh. So yeah, he used to do things like that to me all the time. That's really funny. He just wanted you all to himself. He didn't want you to make any new friends. He wanted to embarrass me. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Jen, this has been so fun talking to you. Um, the time has just flown by. So tell everyone where they can find you online so they can um, discover even more about you. So it's um, www.mybrownnewfies.com is the blog. Um, and then Instagram is mybrownnewfies. Uh, TikTok is Odin the Newf. And Facebook is mybrownnewfies. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Tori. I had so much fun. Thank 
you for listening to the Wear Wag Repeat podcast. You can fetch show notes at wearwagrepeat.com. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, we'll see you around the dog park.